Good day, good folks. You are listening to Talk That Keeps You Woke. And with your awakening, we hope that you will take in the information and knowledge we provide. So make sure you like and subscribe while you hop on this ride as we inform, persuade, entertain, and engage in discussion. Welcome to Potlicker Podcast, which is knowledge to feed your soul. I make up one half of Potlicker. I go by Dr. A, the inquisitive one. A great debater, Mr. Slow Talker, a rhetorician, and an all-around nice guy, and a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The other half of Potlicker is my homie, my dear friend for more than 30 years, Kim Parker Jackson Esquire, the legal one, Mrs. Creativity, never obnoxious, the gifted one, a terrific lady, and a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Good day, folk. We're back. And how was your past week? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone. I'm well. My week was good. And how about you, Dr. A? How was your week? School is rolling. I'm still hitting the gym. Weeks are flying. We already in week three for this academic uh, semester. So uh, I'm okay. I am okay, and welcome to Potlicker Podcast. Uh, of course, those of y'all know, we start our show off with our wow for the week. Words of wisdom. Our wow for uh, the week. This week comes from Bessie Coleman, first African-American woman pilot in the United States. Her quote is, I refuse to take no for an answer. I love this uh, quote because I kind of live by this creed myself um she when she wanted to become a pilot in the united states the pilot uh institutions weren't accepting her because she was black native american and um a woman uh so her brothers that were serving in the military was over in france and they was teasing her about how women over in france could fly and so um one day, I believe it was a post office worker, a mailman said that she should go to France and learn how to fly. So she did. But the thing about it is you had to submit your application in French. So she had to teach herself or she learned how to speak French and write French, got her application in and was accepted. And she went over to France uh, and got her pilot. A license and then came back to the United States where she flew airplanes, did shows and things of that nature. Uh, so it goes along with her, her motto. I refuse to take no for an answer. There were a lot of obstacles in her way that she had to overcome. Um, she could have just said when they said, no, you can't come into these institutions. She could have just accepted it but she refused to and she went on um to accomplish her dream um, she survived one air uh, plane crash she was severely hurt um but then there was a second airplane crash that she didn't survive where she was the passenger in that plane and it was one of the planes that didn't have a roof it was upside down and she didn't have her seat belt on um so when the plane flipped over she plummets out of it so yeah 
I refuse to take no for an answer. What do you feel about her quote? I think this quote reminds us what we must do in order to achieve great things. And she demonstrated to us a determination and an unbridled ambition to achieve something great. And she she didn't have any excuses. She overcame every obstacle that was in her path to her ultimate goal of becoming a pilot. And this is something that I learned just this morning in church. The pastor said, excuses are untested reasons for predetermined defeat. And she again. didn't have excuses are untested reasons for a predetermined defeat. In other words, you've already determined that you're not even trying to achieve anything. You just, you, you already determined that you're going to fail. And you just came up with some random reasons that haven't even been tested. So excuses are untested reasons for predetermined, basically predetermined failure. She didn't have yeah. any of those. That should be our wild next week. <laughs> Let us move on. Oh, what's going on? Okay, first up, be aware of financial apps. That's Zelle. That's Venmo, PayPal. That's Cash App. Um, the Manhattan District Attorney, his name is Alvin Bragg. Um, he was speaking on this. In the past year, there have been thefts stretching from Los Angeles, where several people were robbed of thousands of dollars through Venmo. He says at knife point to Orlando where a woman has thousands drained from her Venmo after a child asked to use her phone. Similar thefts and robberies have been publicly reported in West Virginia, Louisiana, Illinois, Kansas, Tennessee, Virginia, and elsewhere across the United States. These crimes involve unauthorized users gaining access to unlocked devices and then draining bank accounts of significant sums of money making purchases with mobile financial applications and using financial information from the applications to open new accounts mm. uh, bragg's letter said offenders also take over the phone security by changing passwords recovery accounts and application settings the ease with which offenders can collect five and seven figure windfalls in a matter of minutes is incentivizing a large number of individuals to commit these crimes, which are creating serious financial and in some cases, physical harms do occur. And I got this from ABC News. Mm. 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 So be well aware. Um, a lot of the stuff I read uh, it it involves you as the owner of your phone to give your phone to other person, you know. Um, so they're asking these um, financial apps institutions to put in like um, protective um, 
devices like authentication, um, things like two steps, three steps before people get into, you know, your Zelle or Cash App, Venmo, that you would have to do too. Right. Um, that's the same thing that happens at both of my, at Texas Southern University and at A&M. When you log on to the site, there's a double, uh, I can't say the word today authentication multi-factor authentication yeah multi-factor authentication um, like it'll say it'll say okay we are going to now that you have entered your password we're going to text you a four-digit number that you would then have to input into this platform before we will allow you access into this account right or they'll pop up like another application on your phone like duo is one and duo pops up you know to see if it's authorized and you got to put approved so there's two things that you can go through to do so um just to make sure that that is you um when you log in but people have to have your login information to get to that and then, yeah, sometimes they text you or email you a code. Um, that's what happens here just for us to get into our platform, which we where we deliver our podcast from. Right. So, right. And people, I think a lot of times we let our guards down. For example, if you are at a museum or you're at a, an, an event, and you want to take a picture to commemorate your event or commemorate the occasion, you would ask somebody, hey, can you take a picture of me? You know, and then you give them your phone. You've already let your guard down because you're assuming that this, you know, most, I guess you can assume most people are, I don't know, honest. But, I would just say to you, open your, if you're going to do that, when you give them the phone, your camera should be already open. And all they have to do is turn and click. If they right. start messing I'm with it, around, right? get, get, get your phone right back. Say, ah, you ain't got to do all that. Just take right. the picture. Uh, and you can just call them out. Don't be going in my financial apps, you know. Right. You but, you know, these, a thief is very, these thieves are very sophisticated and it only but they rely a on they rely on other people's unsophistication. That's true. You know. That is very true. But you know, every time we talk about these, like the financial technology and things that make our lives more easier. convenient and easier, it's a double-edged sword. And this is just one of the drawbacks of having that convenience of being able to conduct financial transactions at the, you know at the, the click of a button, um, you know, these thieves, they just get craftier and craftier and just, it, you, it, it makes you wonder like what could people accomplish if they put that kind of effort and determination into doing something positive instead of trying to figure out how to Still, well, they, they they probably do something positive after they took your fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they yeah. flip it, and then all of a sudden, they they yeah, they, they geniuses. <laughs> yeah. This, this, thank you for this seed money that I needed. You know, they've been denying me at the bank, 
But at the bank of him, I came off, you know. So yeah, it's 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 um it's something you're right. You're right. Cause I just thought like I never give my camera up, but when you talked about the photo, like when we're at a restaurant or something mm-hmm. afterward, and you might have had a you know a Couple few drinks. <laughs> drinks in you, you know, you just like, hey, can you take this picture? And you mm-hmm. you might ask your waiter or waitress to do it, and they're okay, and you see them adjusting, like right. you, you think like they they're gonna take a good photo. <laughs> right, right, right. They giving themselves an extra tip is what yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Extremely. Like, wait a minute. This ain't the gratuity. I got my money snatched. And also, but that also goes to show, too, is like how often you should check your banking account. Exactly. Exactly. The late John Johnson, the one that, you know, the owner of Ebony and Jet Magazine, I remember I read an article where he had a big discussion with Michael Jackson, like Warren told him, like, don't own any restaurants. That's the easy way to um, for somebody to take money from you. And he said, second, he says, every morning and every night you check your account to make sure that the money is there. And when he said this, this is way before cell phones. Mm-hmm. Um, so however we checked our phone back then, I know it was phone you would dial in a number and put your account number in. And this is after rotary. This is push button and mm-hmm. phone. You could check your account and they would tell you how much money was in the account. So that's something you have to be alert. Cause if you don't check your account and then this just happened to me, um, I was a part of LA fitness and I left LA fitness to go to um, lifetime fitness. And in a, I left in October. That's when I canceled it, right? So I was expecting to pay October's $48, which comes to like $53, $54. Mm-hmm. But in November, they took three $48 out of my account plus the annual fee of $53. Oh, wow. And then they were like, well, it says you canceled in November. I said, no, I did in October. And if you check, I haven't been to the gym in quite a while. Right. And they checked. The last time I had gone to the gym was July 26. Mm-hmm. I said, well, he's like, well, I don't know. I said, I know. I said, I came up here and I told y'all waited because y'all knew that annual fee was coming out and you tried to drain me of that money. I said, I'm going to get all my money back. He's like, well, the guy at Elliot Fitness is like, I don't have a magic button. You just have to call this number. So, yeah, Monday I'm calling the number to get my funds back, you know, um, that's dirty. Like, and it, this is a reputable company, what they mm-hmm. did. That was shisty to me. And if you yeah. hadn't checked your account, they probably would have gotten away. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. I went back, I just was scrolling through it. I said, at first I thought it was Lifetime taking out the money. I was like, why are they taking out this dimension? Then I looked at, no, it was LA Fitness. I said, wait a minute. You know, so right, right. over $200 they, they janked from me. That I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get back. They're gonna put that back on my account, though. All right. And let us move on. Let's try that again. And let us move on. <laughs> All right. I think we should have played Let's Get Married. Let's get married. Okay. The, 
big news or not so big news, however you want to call it, is that Tim Scott engaged. Yes, he is. What? <laughs> I think her name is Mindy Nose. I can't pronounce her last name. Um, this is the woman he paraded. I, I don't want to say paraded, but took photographs with in one of the um, primary uh, debates, brought her on stage. Um, there were some questions and concerns by the public about Tim Scott and, you know, him not having a wife and you're running for president of the biggest office of the United States. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, that doesn't usually bode well. So now he's engaged. Everybody, he, he endorsed Donald Trump. He was standing behind Donald Trump when uh, Trump gave his victory speech in New Hampshire. And I just hope this isn't, you know, uh, a fake out. Like, I I just, when it comes to matters of the heart, his and hers, I hope no one's playing the game. Then I hope you're not trying to fool the public by this. Now, with Everything I read, it seems like they have been dating a while and it's not fraudulent. So, you know, best of luck to both of them. What say you, partner? Um, I'm not surprised that this is happening because as I had predicted before when we talked about Tim Scott, um, he's just trying to paint the perfect picture of a good vice presidential candidate for Trump. And that's why he's now kissing the ring and licking the boots of Donald Trump and pumping him up as the president that we need. So I am not surprised that he went and whether or not this was a sham relationship that he all of a sudden made public when he decided to run for president. Because remember, before nobody knew who Tim Scott was dating or whether he was dating anyone. And like you said, people speculated about whether or not he was gay or whatever. Or uh, what's the other word you said? Gay or a celibate or a yeah. virgin. A virgin, yeah. Right. And so my thing is this, and this is why it looks like a sham to me. Now, I can't. Verify this or prove it. But my thing is, is if you have decided as a United States senator that you want to keep your private life private, I think that is your prerogative. But then when all of a sudden you decide you need to be public with your relationship, you have to wonder about the timing of that. Why is it that when you decide to run for president, now all of a sudden you want to share your romantic relationship with the world? I would submit that it is because you're trying to paint a certain picture. And we talked about this before because we said, well, I said that although obviously the law does not require that you have to be married to run for president, all you have to be is 35 years old and a United States citizen. However, if you look at history, just about every 
president that has been elected in the United States has been married. And so therefore, Tim Scott, I think, decided or his team decided that he needs to follow suit. He needs to be in a relationship. Now, we would have been really suspicious if he would have came up married. But he came up in a relationship and we're like, okay, that's a little bit suspicious, but okay. So then now all of a sudden when he knows he's not going to win the Republican nomination, like he knew that from Jump Street. But now that you know that Donald Trump is pretty much sealing the deal for the Republican nomination, unfortunately, now all of a sudden you're engaged and you are again, licking his boots, kissing the ring. Hey, make me the vice presidential candidate. And not only am I engaged to be married, I have the requisite white fiance. I said it. Well, I ain't going to touch the latter part because um, I'm it not. Is what it that's is. gonna that's gonna derail everything. Because why would that help him? <laughs> why would it hurt him? No, because you think that if you think is is racial then you would think that white folks shouldn't be married to that that white well, folks don't want white folks to marry but i don't no, want to jump on that part let me get to what i said no, for it's you. relevant let, though it's let, relevant let, though let, because let me, this let, is america and everything let, in america is racial but go ahead yeah thank you okay <laughs> <laughs> it's true i gotta get my words in L look what i must ask you is if it was brought on to reveal a fiance in a in an and and an engagement mm -hmm. right by public pressure because the public wanted to know is that wrong if you give in to the public to do that do you think that think his 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 relationship he could have been like I'm quiet cuz by all counts he's very introverted that's what people have said that work with him right so he's keeping his public you know his partnerships a secret but there's pressure that builds upon it then donald trump's folks and his folks is like well if you want donald trump to pick you as a running mate you need a partner or uh, uh, something and so mm -hmm. he says to his girl like look I think that we should get engaged, right? Um, maybe he was, he knew if he was running that, that this would particularly, this was going to come up because basically they want a family man, quote unquote, to be in the White House because right. America is made up of a lot of families, right? And so what do you right. know about a family of buying milk or having to purchase diapers and things like that if you don't have kids or never had kids? Right. This you is know. the image that we want to project as a country. Right. Exactly. Now he's 58. She has three kids. I don't know their ages, um, but he doesn't have kids. But still, if you know, if your wife has to still go out and you got to purchase stuff and you got to you, you never stop becoming a parent. I don't care like how old you are. You know, you're always going to be a parent unless you to tell the day you can't take care of yourself anymore. I mean, you still the parent, but your parent parental duties and responsibilities have faded if you no longer can take care of yourself and you're not in your right mind. Other than that, you remain a parent. So they probably want a parent in the White House. 
I'm asking you, is there something wrong with that appealing to the public's wants? I think when you are not authentic to yourself and who you are, and you are doing this just because you are desperate and hungry for power, that's when it becomes wrong. Can we prove that though? I said from the beginning, I can't prove it. I'm just telling you how I perceive it. And I am an American citizen that has one vote. So what I perceive him to be is relevant because that's going to influence my one vote. You, and this, but you is think, my, this is what you, I see. I you, see you, somebody who is doing this for power. This is how this is how what? desperate you are. You are wait, so wait, wait, desperate. Wait, wait. Hold on, hold kidding. on, Kim. Kim, so he's already he, he was already he was already the senator, but right? In South but, Carolina, right? Okay, but you're he's trying to ascend to another level of power. Okay, being so being the vice you, president, and so okay. he is so desperate that he okay. is willing to okay. get engaged, and he's also willing to say that there's no racism in America, and America is not a racist. All right, let's 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 get a, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let let's stick to the one thing first. That okay. the racism part. Let's not because that doesn't go side and side with what you're saying. It let's does, focus right? on the power and you using power negatively. Right. You're saying that he's Who's using power negative. You, you, you. Yeah. It sounds like you because you're so desperate for power. You know, that's how you use it. The tonality comes across that wanting power is a negative thing. If somebody has done this is just my opinion only. Right. If somebody has been a public servant their whole life and their dream is to get to the White House because you're right. The higher you climb the chain, the more power you have over things. But if you're a person that always has a message to do good or to help people out, if you're going to continue to you, if you're going to continue to use that power to do those things. I don't mind you trying to ascend to that area. Now, if you're trying to use power for negative things that we saw Donald Trump do, right? Um, and we saw his family take advantage of his position as United States president. We, we saw Joe Biden's son probably take advantage of his father's vice presidency, you know, in those networks. I get what you're saying. I don't have proof of Tim Scott being any of those things now me and his and his politics and mine and his politics and yours don't align right but i always say black people are not monolithic we're not and so he has the right to think that way i don't know how obsessed this introverted senator is over power and yes he has said some salacious things that you and i don't agree with to sit up there and say, to me, he's appealing to an audience that we don't concur with. You know, like America is not racist, just like Nikki Haley is saying this dumb stuff now, too. Like this has never been a racist country to me right there, because you're trying to insult one's intelligence. I don't have a, a, a vote for you. I don't even have time to listen to you. Um, and I think Tim Scott is kind of like with that formula but i don't know how obsessed he is with power to do bad 
I think Donald Trump has proven that. I don't think a lot of other people have. That's just my opinion. I think power is it can be used for good and power can be used for evil. I would agree with you that I would tend to be a proponent of giving power to someone who has demonstrated a life of public service. Okay. I, I, I agree with you on that. If you have demonstrated a life of public service and you have demonstrated that you are actually trying to make people's lives better, then that is a person that I would be willing to give power to. I think Donald Trump has demonstrated, number one, that he has not had a, a, a life of public service. What has he ever done for anyone in his life? Nothing. He is the type of person who is narcissistic, who wants power for the sake of having power and for the sake of doing for himself and self-aggrandizement and to have admirers and supporters and people to love him and just shower him with praise. That is the type of person that you do not want to have power. Tim Scott claims that he is pro-black. He doesn't even, I don't even think he claims that. He, he, he is a proponent of lifting yourself up by your bootstraps and America is the land of opportunity. And if you work hard, you can be like me and go from your grandfather picking cotton to being a United States Senator like I have done. This is what you can do in America. That's what he is a proponent of. However, I just think, number one, he's the reason why we could not pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. He voted against that. Have you, have you considered that maybe he would be more effective as being one of the few black senators that we have? Instead, he wants to ascend to become the vice president and attain even more power. And for someone who thinks that America has never been a racist country, there's no racism in America, you already started off on the wrong foot because if you don't, if you can't agree to just that, which is what we see every day around us in so many different ways, if you can't agree to that, then what are you in power to repair? What are you in power to fix? What are you in power to make the lives of people in America better? If you, if you, what are you in power for? I if mean, you, if it, you can't agree to that, wait, you're wait, not, wait, you, you wait, don't think, hold on, if you don't agree to that, then you don't think that is something that needs to be fixed. And it is, it is America's biggest problem. Okay, it's okay. racism. I don't disagree with that, but it's not a, that's a fallacy whether it's either or. Because you can focus on poor people, right? And you still think America's not racist. You you can focus on unemployment and you think America's not racist. There's several things that you can do. But Tim Scott in his life, and I... No, you I, can't. Listen, listen. Because I, I they're was, tied hand in hand. Capitalism and racism, hand in hand. You still can work on these things because there's racist... There have been racist people in the White House that that do a little things as um, forced to, yes. 
Right. And, and it's just like even Donald Trump opening up, you know, the monies for HBCUs, even though they did promise to give us monies anyway. And him, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the word? Pardoning uh, Jack. Jack Johnson, the bo the, uh, the the boxer, which we all thought Obama would do and he didn't do. Posthumously? It, huh? What'd you say? Posthum posthumously? Like, because Jack Johnson passed away. Yeah, right? yeah. Posthumously, yeah. yeah to, 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 to do that. But <clears throat> I'm saying that I don't, I don't agree with Tim Scott's politics, but look at this. Think of it this way. He's like, I'm trying to be vice president to Donald Trump. Right. Donald Trump is eventually going to implode. And I'm going to be there to be president. Which is another sign of desperation. If you are willing to how, attach how yourself to Donald Trump just to have power. Wait, 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 wait. What, the word you're using, desperate, it's a strategy that he's using. And you're calling it desperate. I think it's desperate. I, I have a right to call it desperate. I didn't say you That's didn't have perception. the right. I'm, That's my I perception. I think I, it's desperate. Look, 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 look. I didn't tell you that it couldn't be your perspective. So don't. that's an argument. You don't have to come back. I'm asking you to explain why you say these things are desperate. Like, that's even more desperate. Yeah, it's desperate because you are willing to attach yourself and be in partnership with someone I perceive as being evil, narcissistic, in it for himself, does not have a life of public service, is not interested in helping other people, who incited an insurrection against the country, who downplayed COVID to the point where 400,000 people died under his watch because he wanted to downplay COVID and pretend like it didn't exist, and got rid of the pandemic response team that Obama put in place. So yes, if you, if I would not, you don't, there's not enough money or power in this world for me to align myself with such a person. And so if you do that to me, I see that as being desperate for power. That's, that's just how I see it. Okay. So he doesn't see Donald Trump like we see him. Right. Right. Either, or, or he or he's so desperate for power that he's willing to overlook that. And that's what I that's what I think, because how can you not see it? It is what it is. What power? I mean, yes, the vice president has a lot of power, but you second in charge. He don't have the power to stop Donald Trump for doing what he wants to do. He may can talk to him, but he, he don't have the power to stop him. You know, you. All right, I, I can't, I'm not arguing with you. You explain what you meant by desperate. So I, I get it, I get it. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I was just wondering why you, because I don't see Tim Scott as a desperate man at all. He he doesn't come across that way, but like I'm you said- I'm sure he, you know what? He's probably a, actually a nice guy. I'm sure don't, he is a nice guy. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't judge a book by his cover, I would say to myself, because just because he appears to be one way publicly doesn't mean he's that way privately. Right. Um, I, will, I will give you that. He's probably a nice guy. I'm sure he is a very nice guy. Somebody that you could probably hang out with and chill with, but as far as being a public servant, 
and a politician, I don't see where he has helped us at all. Well, except except by represent, representation, except just representation no, in the he, United he States Senate as a black he, person. He's done stuff for the poor. Like he has a record. He just his political thinking is just different than ours. Yeah. And I just think he thinks that way because he's a Republican. He believes because there are a lot of black Republicans that believe that there's racism in the world. Tim Scott is one that doesn't. That's perplexing to me. Well, he knows this way, but he says this country isn't a racist country. I don't know. Let's 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 move on so we can get to the next story. Let us move on. Okay, this is an interesting article that we read about police misuse of body cam footage. So everybody remembers what happened to uh, what's the brother's name, Nichols, um, in uh, Memphis. Uh, the brother that got killed by the police, five police officers in Memphis. Are you frozen? No, 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 no. I'm just trying. Listen, there's so many of these stories. You get them confused. This, this was the popular one with five black cops. Uh huh. Oh, beat the, yeah. Beat the yeah. Beat the guy. Beat the guy up. And we saw everything through their body cam, even though it took them a while to get the footage out. So mm. on Halloween in 2023, um, some people viewed the police officers arresting wrongly arresting five black teenagers mm -hmm. who weren't doing anything. The report was said that the cop was chasing. Are you talking about Tyree Nichols? It just came to me. Tyree Nichols was okay. the gentleman in Memphis mm -hmm. um, that they killed. But mm -hmm. this incident, the cops was trying to apprehend an individual who was running on foot mm -hmm. and they ran him, drove down and hit him with the police car. Right. And then the guy fled and kept running and, and got away. And then they went up to five onlookers that were black kids that were trick or treating and arrested them for no apparent reason. Right. You know what this reminds me of? The exonerated. Five in New York. What it is Central Park Five? Central Park Five. I mean, we that was, that was, that that's was, what it that's what it sounds like to me. Like they just wanted a, a you know that was way though. worse. That was way worse. Yeah, but this reminds me of that. Right, because so they it's have, like you're just randomly picking people to take take uh blame take the blame for something. But go ahead. Yeah, they arrested them, they wound up releasing those five folks. But mm -hmm. then the cops lied. They said that they didn't run into the individual with their car. The individual rolled across their hood, right? <laughs> like they in the didn't movies. Re release yeah. the footage until recently. So the reports are out is that that police officers across the country are are controlling the footage. Not uh -huh. editing or anything like that, but they'll decide to, when to release it or not. Uh -huh. And if it's evidence that speaks contra contradictory to the stories, how how can how can that happen? You know, um, it says. Uh, so 
Go ahead. I, I was just gonna gonna ask a question. So you're saying if they if you look at the body cam footage and it shows someone uh rolling across the hood of a car, you could see that and think one of two things. Either they got hit and rolled or they decided voluntarily to roll across the hood. So, right. But I don't think that I, the, the people were saying they saw like the onlookers, they saw the cops hit the hit. gentleman. Right. Right. And the, the cop, the car should show that. Right. Right. They didn't release the footage and they told the public what had happened. Right. right? That contradicts the story of the onlookers and the onlookers were like, roll out the footage. Right. right? Gotcha. So this right here is, I'm, I read in this article, it says, uh, over the past four years, I've learned how the police in New York and across the country <clears throat> are largely left to police themselves. Nothing shows that dynamic better than failed promise of body-worn cameras. New York City adopted the body-worn cameras in 2017 against the backdrop of Black Lives Matter movement that had emerged after the police killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. The cameras were supposed to bring transparency and accountability, but policemakers in most states, cities, and towns left the police in control. I mean, policymakers in most states, cities, and towns left the police in control with the power to decide what is recorded and who can see it and when. Police have frequently used that power to withhold footage, not only from the public, but also from the civilian investigators. So... And that's when they talked about Tyrese Nichols. Last year, I noticed a line in the story about the killing of Tyrese Nichols. The New York Times mentioned that a number of Memphis, Tennessee officers knew their body cameras were on and pummeled Nichols anyway. The fact that they were being recorded didn't deter them at all. So to me, is this is going on around the country. Like, what good is is a body cam and it is very good but what good is it if the police has the right to control the footage like when and when to when and and when not to release it and to who to release it to exactly and i think it's just um it, it's just indicative of the conflict between the police union which is very very powerful and the government or the and or the public because i think that there should be laws in every state every city every municipality on when these types of things need to be disclosed they should not have all this time before i mean that that's that should be that's the point of the body cam footage is so that there's transparency between the police department and the public. So there shouldn't, I mean, why can't the footage be available immediately? If you're being transparent, and the answer is because of the police unions. They get to lobby on behalf of police officers, and they don't want to release the footage until they get their stories together, especially in these cases where people end up getting killed and things of that nature. It's like they want enough time to get the story together and look at the footage and come up with the responses to the obvious questions that are going to be asked, you know? And so I think 
if if we have laws in place that say, okay, body cam footage must be available within 24 hours or, you know, as soon as we have to figure out how soon can it be available logistically? Like how soon can you take that? Yeah, I would say, yeah, 48 hours in two days, they should have yeah. the body camera footage. Right. And see, this is why it's important that we have people at the local level in office, that we elect people in office who will be proponents of that kind of effort, which is to pass laws that are in favor of that, that favor the public. We want transparency. We want to see what happened. We don't want, I mean, we have so many stories of the police spinning the story and, you know, reporting what they want to report, you know, which a lot of times conflicts with what actually happened. Like we saw it with um, the shooting in, you know, the can't think of her name now. Um, the shooting of the woman who was asleep. Ugh, so many names. But remember the one she was asleep with her boyfriend and the police barged in and shot her. Oh, um, yeah. Isn't that something? Can't think of her name right now. That's a shame. But they said that it was in you, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Right? Yeah. I want I keep wanting to say Sandra Bland, but that's another that's, that's another that's story. Right up the street from here. Right. That was in Prairie View. Um but anyway, they spun that and said that she, you know, somebody was somebody had a gun and was shooting at them or something. You know, they lied. Or whatever it was, it was a lie, and it turned out not to be true. Um But yeah, so this is no surprise that the police would be misusing Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor, yeah. Oh my goodness. So it's remember so they had yeah, they had lied in the police report about what exactly happened in that situation and it it turned out that what actually happened was in direct a contradiction to what they said happened in the report. So it's no surprise that they would misuse body cam footage. So this is definitely, definitely par for the course. What are you reaching for? The fan. Oh, <laughs> you cold or you hot? Uh, I cut the fan on, not off. All right. So, yeah, this is something that we had to pay close attention to. And let us move on. All right, jury. Trump must pay $83.3 million. Jury orders Donald Trump must pay E. Jean Carroll in defamation. Woo, that's a lot of bread. <laughs> that's a he, lot of bread. Look, let him tell it. He's a billionaire. So this is, you know, cut the check, Donald. Cut the check. This is, this is the this is what his biggest fear has been. What's that? 
the to prove that he doesn't have all the money he says he exactly. Has. That's that's why he wanted to uh, keep his tax returns private and didn't want to disclose his tax returns like every other presidential candidate in history. He didn't want to do it because I think it's all a sham too. He's definitely not a billionaire. Did you see the story about how the apartments in Trump Tower were like really cheap? Did you see that? Yeah, but this also, I'm sorry, because I don't want to get sidetracked. This lawsuit, this um, mm -hmm. uh, award or reward or payout to this lady, it really kinds of, it, it uncovers Trump, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, the, and it lets him know that he needs to keep his mouth closed um, and that he can get penalized for what he says because this is why he's so popular because he's unfiltered. And he speaks how he feels. And he thinks what he says is okay, no matter who he offends. He feels like, this is just what I feel. I don't care what other people think. And there are a lot of people in society that like that he is brave enough to do that. Um, so, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's what people like about him. But just to kind of frame this particular case, this was the one, and there's so many. I mean, he's got 91 indictments. I mean, he's got people suing him left and right because he's just shady. I mean, only a shady person would have this doggone many lawsuits against them. So this particular woman, um, E. Jean Carroll, this is the one that had claimed that he raped her in the department store back in 1996. And he was... Second he was... Oh, yeah. Right. So... He was found liable for that, right? And so he he started saying that she was lying and she was lying about this whole incident. And so she turned around and sued him for defamation for calling her a liar. And she won that case too. And so that's where this $83.3 million judgment comes from, correct? Yeah, $18.3 million is what they had rewarded her uh -huh. um, uh, for com uh, compensatory damages and then $65 million in punitive damages. Um, for the defamation. The compensatory her amount included $11 million for repairing her reputation and $7.3 million for emotional harm. That's the right. Carol's attorney asked the jury to award twenty million dollars in compensatory damages the punitive amount lawyer roberta kaplan said should be enough to make him stop defaming her client right you know and a lot of people said she's not going to receive a dime of this um, mm -hmm. i mean because he's going to probably appeal and do he's going to take it as far as he can possibly take it to avoid um having to pay this judgment um but you know he's still got to pay the attorneys got to pay his attorneys. Yeah, attorneys should, you know, I heard Reverend Al Sharpton say the other day, like, attorneys should get their money up front if, uh, you know. If they represent him. If they represent him. 
if they're smart, that's what they would do. But it's not just about with with doing a case like that. It just gets your reputation out there, though. So that's compensation enough. But it could backfire, I think. Depending on who you are, it could backfire. I mean, long as you don't say anything. How do you not say anything when you're representing Donald Trump? No, as long as you don't say anything outrageous yourself. Okay, so if I represented Donald Trump, you wouldn't feel a way about me because I decided to represent Donald Trump? No, I wouldn't. Because as an attorney, you you guys take an oath to help folks and everybody needs uh an attorney even the worst person okay well let me remind so you there's a guy that went to school with us who 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 defended uh malvoy john Mal i think his first name was john he was the young black kid with sniper uh remember the, the dc mm -hmm. sniper the black yeah. guy he yeah. he he defended the the son the one that was really doing all well, that that's different. I think that's different because what he did was egregious and horrible, but I think he was all, he also was kind of a sympathetic character, not character, a person that you could garner a little bit of sympathy for because he was a child basically who was negatively influenced by an adult. In this case, I wouldn't like you're a woman, so she he's gonna need a, a woman attorney because it's going against a woman who's claiming sexual assault. So you're saying that you know your client didn't um sexually assault her, but then it's hard with the defamation because he says some scathing things about her and calling her a liar. So no, I wouldn't look at you and like say like oh you're defending this racist or anything like that you're just a mountain of defense so i wouldn't look at you and say well you know, listen I, 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 I don't i'm gonna challenge that number one i as an attorney i understand that everyone is entitled to a zealous defense by their attorney however I do draw the line for myself personally, and I think many other attorneys do would do the same thing. I draw the line at if I had to make a decision to represent someone like Donald Trump, I would make the decision not to do it. And I would submit to you as an example, remember Chrisette Michelle? Yeah. Chrisette Michelle, an amazing singer with a beautiful voice decided to perform at Donald Trump's inauguration at one of the, you know, the parties or whatever they had, the ball, inaugural ball. She decided to perform at that event. And what happened to her, Dr. A? What happened to her? I mean, I think, I know public opinion came down on her harshly, especially the African-American community. Exactly. And for me personally, nothing is more valuable and more important than the support of my community. 
Nothing would be worse to me than being excommunicated or being shunned by my own community. That would just crush me. And I would, do I don't, no, I I would don't. never do anything. There's no amount of money. No, no seat of power. It's not a, I, I, I get what you good enough for I, me. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I get what you're saying. But uh, there are murderers that get attorneys all the time, and well, that's what I said, that, and they're entitled to it, right? That's what I'm saying. So, I get what you're saying. You ask me, would I be mad? That's what you said. Like, would I excommunicate you, basically? And I wouldn't. Well, you know why? That's probably because you know me personally. Exactly. But see, but, but, but see this is what I'm saying. But my community, I don't think, would have the same reaction. If all of a sudden Kim Jackson is on TV standing behind Donald Trump, I would not make I probably wouldn't. I probably had to close my, my, my take my shingle down and close my law business. Close the office down because I probably wouldn't get anything else after that. And to me, it's not worth it. It's just I'm, me. Like, do you? I became a lawyer to help my community. Do you think? Do you think, do you think African Americans wouldn't forgive Tim Scott? Forgive him for what? For like his his political side or anything? So far, we have not. I, what have we done to damage Tim Scott, though? We said some things. You, you know what I was going to say? This is good, but you 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 threw me to go back to the Tim Scott situation. If you read the articles, then you read the comments under the articles. They were challenging his faith. How can you claim to be a Christian? And then you're supporting somebody who did, and you named everything, the insurrections, the evilness, the wickedness, the rape woman, uh, sexually assaulted woman, blah, 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 blah. And I always say, and I'm not coming off, I get what everybody's saying, right? But when you start bringing religion into the situation, right, to me, you can, people say, well, Dr. A, you can forgive and not support. And I, I get that because everybody, if God is going to give you, forgive you for your sins and your wrongdoings, then why can't we? That's the argument in the discussion. Now, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about Scott and his politics. Like we just said, to sit down with him and talk to him, right, you know, as an individual, I have no problem with that. Right. But our politics, we can agree to disagree. I'll be like, well, I just don't agree with you. That, and I'm not trying to convince you that America is racist. The facts speak for themselves. I don't need to argue it. But see, him. the problem is it's more than that, Doc. It's more than that. It's more than just we have to agree to disagree. And you know why it's more than that? You and I can agree to disagree. But with Tim Scott, it's more than that because guess what? He has a vote in the Senate on laws that impact our lives. So it's different. It's, but it's, he has the right it, to that like, vote. Like the kids say, it hit, it hit different. It hit different with Tim Don't. Scott. Let, let me say different. something. Let me say something. Again, same I say. With, same with Clarence Thomas. It hit let different. Me say, let me say this. You can say all you want. 
let them brothers do what they want to do because we're not monolithic people. People's education and their frame of reference is Help different. Jesus. No, you're saying, Help I understand what you're Fix saying. Fix it, Jesus. Fix this it, is, Jesus. This is, this is what's wrong with politics Fix to me. Jesus. This is what's wrong with politics to me. Fix it, oh God. Let, 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 let folks vote their conscience, right? There's no difference between a white person voting the way Tim Scott does and Tim Scott voting the way the white person does that's Republican conservative. It doesn't matter to me. I don't agree with their votes, but they have a right to them, period. That's the end of discussion. I don't have to challenge him. My whole thing is get the masses out there to vote and we won't have a problem, you know? If the if was a fifth, we all be dizzy. All right. Let us move on. Let us move on. Okay. And here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? All right. Well, all right. So this is when we play Am I Tripping Game? This is a game that was created by Reese Colbert. And you can get this game. It's called Am I Tripping? It's a party game. It's a card game. And you can get this at amitrippinggame.com. Or off of Amazon, right? I got mine from her website. Okay. She still get paid either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is our first random scenario. We'll do three. Okay. I patiently waited for 10 minutes before someone skipped the line to ask a question. When the person had the audacity to try to order, I told them they needed to get to the back of the line and wait like everyone else. Instead of the cashier siding with me, he said, oh, no, it's fine. Go ahead with your order. So I cussed them both out. Am I tripping? <laughs> you know, you already know how I feel about this. You already know. Am I tripping if I cuss both the cashier and the person who skipped the line to ask a question? If I cuss them out, am I tripping? I would say you are tripping if you curse them out. I don't think you're tripping if you give them a piece of your mind and talk about fairness. Well, you know, black people, we we say we cuss somebody out. We don't have to use profanity, but you know, that's not, what not, we mean. When we say we cuss somebody out, we mean when somebody we, we said, put them in their place. No, 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 no. When somebody <laughs> tells me, I cussed that motherfucker out. I oh know they was, cursing. <laughs> they was cursing. Okay, well, I can agree with you. I think you tripping if you cuss people out just because that's just not my thing. Like, I, I'm i not, I'm never going, like, Don't say never out. now. We can get to that. Now, people okay, can well, I've never really cursed anybody out with curse words because I just don't use profanity like that where a, to another person. Like I, I just, that's just not my thing, but I don't think she's tripping because she spoke up. Like I would speak up. Yeah. I don't person. think she's tripping because she spoke up, but I do think right. she's tripping if she laced it. <laughs> with some, yeah. With some I mean, you really would have to, I feel like you have to really push somebody 
for them to get to the point where they get to actually using profanity against someone because you can say hold on hold on excuse me i was in line you need to get to the back of the line and um miss cashier you saw i was next like why are you taking that order don't do that like and if if they if she went on ahead and took her order like i could see myself leaving the store like i'm not i don't want anything from this store like i'm not you know keep your money because you were just treated improperly but I mean, a lot of times the cashier is put in a precarious position because it's like, OK, um, I, would, you know. I know some people say you go ahead and order. You ain't making it out the store with that food. <laughs> you going to knock it out. there? Are you just going to take it? Are you serious? Yeah, there are people who say, I'll th- give me your food. You know, <laughs> thank you. Now I don't have to order. Right, Thank exactly. You. Thank you. Are you serious? I, well, look, there are all types of people in this world, but if this is a long line, ain't no way in the world. And when I say long, I'm saying three people. <laughs> if there are three people in that line, three people ain't going to let that happen. They all going to say something. And you're right. We can say, you know what? You take her order, all three of us are leaving. Right, because the thing about it, in this particular scenario, it says the person skipped the line to ask a question. Yeah. Now, I don't have a problem with that. Like you say, excuse me, can I have some ketchup? Excuse me, where's the bathroom? But you don't say, excuse me, can I have some ketchup? And then let me place my order real quick. No, no, excuse me. The line is back here, sir. Yeah. Unless, 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 you know what? Unless you're just saying, I'm, you know, just give me the bowl of rice. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. You shouldn't have to wait that long for that. But you should ask me, like, do you mind if I just yeah, order a bowl of rice? I got to get out of here. And I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Because I know my order is, I, I, I got four dinners. I got to <laughs> shoot. So right. go ahead, get the girl her rice. But you just right. don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we pretty much agree on that one. Okay. Number two. These things are packed in here tight, Miss Colbert. Um, okay. My girlfriend called up her friends for a fake alibi as a prank for a social media video. Everyone lied so effortlessly on her behalf that now I'm worried she's cheating. Am I tripping? I, I'm not understanding it. I don't get so. that one either. My girlfriend called up her friends for a fake alibi as a prank. Oh, okay. so, so let's go slow. Her girlfriend called up her friends for a fake alibi. What's the alibi for? Okay, that's like that's like me calling you up and saying, um, tell Ron, tell Ron if he if he asked yeah, if tell Ryan Ryan that I was at a cupcake party with you. <laughs> right, but Why you how is it? Cupcake? <laughs> Okay, so we're doing one of those fake you because it's a lot of times when you watch when you look at those videos on social media, they, they be fake. Yes or right? They what? You can tell they fake. Like somebody, they be fake. <laughs> like the social media videos. I don't watch enough social media. to know what you're talking about. Like you gotta give me an example. Okay, it might be like I'm trying to think of one that actually happened. It might be a social media video where um, a man is cheating on his wife and he comes to his mistress's door and comes in and the mistress is like, okay, come in. And 
then the husband shows up and it's a big scene. Oh, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. Oh, but Some this, people this, think it's this, fake. Yeah, that's fake. Oh, okay. Because first of all, why you why you you just happen to be recording a situation where you got caught cheating on you? You know, so people think it's fake. Okay. So this must be a, a scenario where you calling up your friends and you're recording it as if it's a you know as as, as if it's real, but you're telling your friends to make up an alibi for you. Oh, so so all of them are making up an alibi on social media for you, right? And so As, you're recording these alibis. Right, I guess. And so she's saying that your friends are lying so effortlessly that now she's thinking that you're really cheating for real because your friends are coming up with these lies to make up alibis for you. So I would say, yeah, she is tripping because... Friends could have done that their whole lives. Like the people you're talking about, if you have good girlfriends and they're in a situation where they're doing something um, that they're not supposed to do, even if it isn't cheating, they're not supposed to be doing and say, you know, like, you know, say, like, uh, tell Eric, you got this purse for me, you know. When, right. It, when when John got the purse for her. Right, you know? right, right. So it's things like that where girls be like, I got you, I got you. And yeah, right. you're gonna do it effortlessly because it's yeah, yeah. Because you're used to doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you've done well, that's, it, you know? yeah. So now she's saying because they're doing it so easy, you probably they probably really cheating. But I'ma say you tripping. I'ma say you tripping. And the reason why I'm gonna say you tripping is because if you're doing something slick like cheating on somebody or lying about something why would you make a video and put it on social media exactly why would you call all your friends why 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 so yeah she tripping you tripping matter of fact we got a story coming up later but see i think she might be saying this though she might be saying that your friends lie so effortlessly this isn't the only time they've lied for you <laughs> that's what she <laughs> might be saying true <laughs> like like yeah i know this is fake but girl you done <laughs> did some stuff before <laughs> how you get them to do that so quickly and so easily there you go they ain't ask you no questions they be like yeah all right i'll do it <laughs> Wow. So that's like I'm so so that's like I call you up and I'm recording it and I say, Shantae, do me a favor. Tell Ryan that I'm gonna meet you in New York, but really I'm meeting my friend John, like you say. In Kentucky. And he think it's you because he know you and he know me and you. We just, you know, we just like brother and sister. So it ain't nothing, you know. So I call you up and I tell you to lie. I said, keep me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to be like, I got you. I got you. <laughs> you don't know me. I don't want no mess. Call somebody else for that. Because I right, want to so, be able to say the truth, right? I'm eating in your house. He done brought the food. Can we get into New York? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, shh. So right. You better so check anyway. in with me. I'll be like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, she didn't. 
I don't yeah. remember that. When you talk about, I don't remember that. I'm like, you oh. remember when I came? <laughs> we went to remember. We went to uh watch the play on Broadway. Remember? And you be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You finally get it. Oh yeah, that's right. My bad. I'm, I'm, the, wrong, I'm the wrong one. Like I am. I used to tell my boys like that. Yo, don't give me the lie to your girl. Like, because I'm, I'm the friend, I'm the friend they always introduce to their mm-hmm. woman. Like. Because I'm safe, right? right? Like sometimes you ain't gonna introduce, like say for instance, you got a girl, she out there and she know every time she go out Friday and Saturday night, she she end up with her toes pointing to the ceiling, right? Uh-huh. And so you don't want your uh, your husband probably to meet her and say, cause you hang out with Jill, she, she promiscuous. And out of one of these times, she might get you to do something with her. So with me, it's just like, yeah, here, here's Shante. He's a good guy. Right. <laughs> I'm right. Hanging with him, blah, blah, blah. Everybody, you know, they know it's good. Like, yeah. yeah, because there's a couple of my husband's friends that I don't care for, but I don't I don't tell him, but I don't care for them. He probably knows who they are, but oh, he, for various he, reasons, I don't care for them. Okay. He <laughs> hope he don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you know, don't worry oh, about okay. it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> all right, so the third one. What's the last? One? Okay, here's the last one. I don't like this one. I'm picking another one. I don't like that one. Okay. Um <clears throat> my family went out to dinner and my mom offered to pick up the tab. When the check came, she said, Y'all leave the tip. I told her, if you're gonna make us pay the tip then you are not really treating. Uh, wait, if you're going to make us pay the tip, then you're not really treating us to dinner. Treating means paying the full amount. She ended up paying, but has never let us hear the end of it. Am I tripping? Yes, you tripping. <laughs> how, how am I tripping? Tripping. If, if the gratuity is not included and it's just a tip, She's asking y'all, like, y'all didn't pay anything for the dinner. So, and especially if you go to, like, Mastro's and something like that, I don't know how big the family is, but say it's a family of, she got four kids, and she bringing all the four kids out. Yeah, y'all can throw the $20 in there. That That's your mama. <laughs> I don't think she tripping. I don't think she tripping, because I feel like if you're treating someone to dinner, that means they should not be expected to pay anything, including the tip. I agree with you. If that's your friend, if that's, it, it, if, if it's, if it's your husband, your kids, your siblings or your parents. Yeah. That's off the table. Kim, can you get the tip? That You'd be like, all right. Yeah. But if I your friend, you, I'm, I'm going to give the tip anyway. Right. But I could disagree with the friends, I don't know. It just depends on how much the bill. If they just, if they, if we just had a bill that came to two eighty six, well, that that tip is like fifty two eight. That that's fifty two two fifty two eighty six. Ten percent is twenty eight. Yeah, that's fifty. That's almost sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's appropriate under any circumstances. I don't care who it is. My thing is. I guess that's just me. I feel like maybe it's maybe it's my training. Like my, 
but maybe it's my legal training because I feel like if I want you to pay the, if I'm going to take you out to, if I'm going to take you out to lunch, right. And I, and I want you to pay the tip, then I'm going to say that up front. And then you have the, uh, you have the opportunity to say, I don't want to pay the tip. That's all right. I ain't going. Okay. Or you'd be like, okay. okay and so on. prepare because I, what if you don't even have the money? That, that, that 286 that we just talked about, right? Yeah. We said that was close to $60. And we yeah. I said that if she had four kids, that's $15 a piece. The reason why I say she tripped, hold on. The reason why, listen, I say she tripping, because that's your mom. And I'm sure she done did a lot of SHIT for you throughout your life. So why can't you give your mom the tip? Now, if it's that's your not friend, the point, it's I see what you're saying. I see. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and I However, can see a mother doing doesn't that. Have to, she doesn't have to take. She uh, she offered. So I'm. But she paid the eighty six. No, if you offer to treat somebody, then you're offering. In my how about mind, she say she said everything. Now, okay, if they offer, she, if they offer to say, okay, you know what? Let me pay the tip. Okay, 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 okay. How about, if she, how about if she said at the table, look, I only got enough for the meal. I can't properly tip her. Can y'all help me out with the tip? No. If you yeah, ain't got no money, not, don't take nobody out. That's not you. You don't have that to is, take there's nobody no out. Way, there's no, no way in the world you would say that to your mom. There's listen, a- listen. Uh, no, okay, listen. The the In the scenario... The mother ended up paying the whole thing. Right. But. And she just reminded them about it. Right. Right. So So, the tripping part is, is you, are you tripping because I told my mother, like, I ain't paying the tip. Yeah. You tripping. No, I don't think that's tripping. I don't think that's tripping. You should not offer to take question. if you're not willing to pay the whole thing. Would you you have done that? Would you have? That's not wanting to pay the whole thing. She says, I'm treating you to a meal. You don't have to tip. Right? There's no rule that says you have to tip. Don't don't come with that. Cause am I right no, about that? There's no she, rule, but you but it's it, it, it's expected that if you are well, eating. If out, it's expected, then why wouldn't you do it? Because I didn't offer to take nobody out. But she's offered to take you out. And I just said, what if she says, I don't have the money for the tip, to tip then them she properly? she shouldn't take you out. Maybe, maybe she didn't know. You know, you look at your bank account and something just came out 20 minutes ago. I cannot believe you You are like this. There is no I mean, way this, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if my mother invited me out and at the end she said, can you pay the tip? I would be like, are you serious? You invited me out. Now I might, if she literally wait, wait, did not wait. have you the money. You say that to your mother? I sure would. I'd be like, I thought you said you was cheating. Give, given, given you, given the position you're in right now. Given the position I'm in right now, I'd be I'm like, I'm about to speak in tongues. <laughs> I'd be like, I thought you said you. I don't care who it is. I'd be like, I thought you said you was treating. And they'd be like, Well, I don't have it. I would pay it, but I'd be like, you a trip. Like you, you invited me out and offered to pay the you, whole thing. But you would pay, pay the tip. You, you I would pay, pay, you would pay they, it and talk trash. If they literally did not have the money, like I'm not going to wash the dishes. Yeah, I'm going to pay it. 
If no, I no, no. Money, they got the money for the meal. It's just the tip. They don't hold you right, for that. If they don't have the money for the tip, then you I'm going to pay the tip. Because I, I, I feel like eating out is a luxury. How about you if she have to you eat the, out. How about if she give you the tip money later? Like next week? She, If she said, okay, I'll give it back to you? Yeah, I'll give it back to you. Okay. But I still be like... Next time, if you ain't got no money, don't take nobody out. I learned something new from you today. There's no way I would have ever done that. Yeah, you know. Mom. Don't you invite me yeah. out and offer to yeah. treat me and then ask me to pay the ask me to pay the tip. Don't do mm. that. Because mm. I'm gonna be like so, something, something must have set you off in your early childhood. Uh-huh. I just feel like listen, you offer to pay. You don't offer to pay something for something. That's just like Somebody, that's like me saying, Shantae, you want to, um, um, let's go to the movies. I'll treat. And then you get there and I'm like, where's your money for the ticket? Okay. It, here's a scenario. Right? You do people like it, that. Here's a scenario. Yes, right? I'm right. This, this happened to one of my friends. I'm not going to say their name. A person said they would treat them to a concert. Buy two tickets for that person and that person's friend. Mm -hmm. They said this. When the person found out how much the tickets cost for the concert, they only gave them enough for one ticket. Because they were surprised at how much both tickets cost. Okay. It that's that's reneging, right? You said you would buy two tickets for the concert. You didn't know how much it costs. That's, when you found out how much it costs, no, no, it's the same because no, it's not you the go, same. No, 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 because you go to the restaurant and you say, I'm gonna treat. You pick a restaurant and you go there and you wound up the, that the bill was higher than you foresaw it to be, right? Okay. Now, you just said what the difference of the situation. The yeah. difference is you're there at the restaurant. With the concert, you haven't gotten to the concert yet. You're buying tickets beforehand. But so you, the second person could just not go. It's not no, like no, you but, get there and now no, but you, you, you already You ticket. already told the second person that they're going. I know, but Shantae, Dr. A, the, the concert is weeks away. So you can just don't go to the concert. If you don't have a ticket, just don't go unless you want to buy your own ticket. The person said they promised you. So I, 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 we, That's different to, from you get we, to the restaurant. We, we go on the earth. You done ate. You, done <laughs> ate, you full. You picking your teeth with the toothpick, yeah. sucking your teeth and all that. And now, and now they're saying, uh, excuse me, can you pay the tip? What? <laughs> That's different. Or if you get to the concert and you stuck at the door because you tell your oh, friend, sorry, I, I, you I tell my friends, like I tell you, I said, Hey, I got tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire in the Commodores, right? Right. And so you 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 rolling with me, it's on the such and such day. Okay. A day before the concert, the person trying to buy the ticket says, oh, no, the ticket's uh, double what I thought. 
So I, I'm only giving you one ticket. Now you don't promise the other person that they coming. Now I promise you, you come, you already got your, you went out, got your dress and whatever, and you ready for the concert. Right. That's not the same. So you're saying that's wrong, right? Yeah, that's wrong. So what's the difference between that and the meal? No, I said the only difference is that that's your mother. <laughs> that's what's important in this scenario. That's your mom. That's not no stranger. That's your mother. You know your mother quick be like, oh, I ain't got the tip for this. And you be like, okay, well, you know what? Your mom might have always had it. So y'all ain't never had to worry about that. Well, if it was your mom who said, I don't have the ticket because they cost too much, you okay with it? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to come out of my pocket and purchase the other but ticket. If it's your friend that say I don't have a ticket that costs too much, you're gonna be like, you nasty. I'm down. I'm a dude. I'm a dude. So, That's what you you know, I'm, I'm a dude. I'm not going to knock anybody anyway. I'm just going to come up with a way to purchase the other ticket well, myself. Your, yeah. Right. I'm not going to trip off that even at the dinner. Like we do that all the time. Like Felicia will say, you know, um, you want me to get the tip? You know. That's different. I said that's different. Yeah. It's different if the person offers. But if they don't have the money, be like, I can't tip. I'll be like, well, I'll tip. So that's basically what your mother's saying. Like, oh, you're, not, you're not gonna say, Mom, why no. would you if, if you knew you didn't no. have money, why would you invite me? No, no, no. The spin time who it is. I'm gonna be like, why would you the heck would you invite me out if you can't cover the whole thing? You don't well, you have did. to invite me wait, out, wait, I'm gonna be all right. Wait, I'm going to be all right. Wait, but wait, wait. They, they did pay for your meal. You're just giving gratuity. That's gratitude. So that's what I said. Okay, we disagree on this one. I, I cannot believe that. Come, I, I don't think I have to call your your your, your brothers because <laughs> I know brothers, They know. They know. So you, you think Gregory and Bobby and Sterling wouldn't come out $15 out their pocket after they done got a meal that costs like 70 something dollars. If I'm taking them out? No, if your mom took all y'all out. See, you, you're misunderstanding. Yeah, they would probably come out and do it if they had to, but that doesn't mean that they don't feel like that's wrong of you to invite me out and not cover the whole thing. You can it's, do both. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. Kim, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Mama, mama, it's wrong for you to invite me out to dinner and ask me to pay the tip. Now, if you don't have it, I'm going to pay it because I'm not going to wash no dishes and I'm not going to. You don't have to. I keep I'm telling gonna, you. I'm not going to stiff the weight staff. That's I'm what not you're not going to stiff the weight I'm not going to stiff the wash no So I'm going to go ahead and pay it. But number one, you're wrong. And number two, that's the last time you ever got to treat me to anything. Because I already know how you roll. I would treat you before I let you treat me. Because I'm going to treat you. and I'm I gonna would never home. say, look, look, look. Okay. This is almost a cultural thing. When now, you came to Maryland. Yeah. I treated, right? Yeah. 
that I asked you to pay nothing. No, and, but, I, and I never would have. Okay, well, listen. And I wouldn't even wait, let wait, you wait. pay the tip. We, I wouldn't let you. What we were all prepared to pay. Right. You said I'm let me. Pay. Yeah. Right. So. So how I look saying you? I think did, did Felicia say? Did we say you want us to get the tip? Because we used to saying that, oh, and you probably yeah. said no. no. You said no. I got it. Right. right. That's fine. Because if you treat, you treat. I get that. I'm telling you, I would never say to my mother, <laughs> Mom, Mama, you, you wrong, wrong for that. I would never say that. Mama, you wrong for that. Mama, you wrong for that. Oh, man. I don't know. I see my mother bust her ass her whole life for me, and I'm going to say that. You know what? I could see myself. My mama said, okay, I'm going to treat you. I'd be like, okay. And then I end up treating I got it. Thank yeah, you for okay. offer. I'm just happy okay. you, you treated me. Right, um, right. I'm just happy oh. you offered to treat me. Oh, oh I'm and just I'm, happy we going out to break bread together. Exactly. Right, right. I can't. I ain't gonna yeah. send my mom because you know she gonna call her sisters. You, you know what what they call you. Uh, Kimmy said that 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 you know I was wrong because I ain't tip her. Like the whole family gonna know. And they're going to call you be like, you wrong for saying your mother was wrong. <laughs> I'd rather, I honestly, I'd rather be like, you know, mom, I got it. I'd rather do that than to have her ask me to pay the tip. Like, if you ask me to pay the tip, you know what? I'll pay the whole thing. So you I'd know rather, what this is? I, that's what I would do. I'll pay the whole okay, thing. Okay, okay. Well, that's what, you, that's what yeah. you want to continue to do. All right. So look, look, let me say this. It sounds like don't promise you anything. No, to me, it's not, that's not even what it is. It's like, do, I guess my thing is do what you say you're going to do. But if she, you say, technically she did do that. No, if you say you're treating someone that includes all of the expenses. Because what if this person is like, I don't want to go out because I'm trying to save my money. You don't know what this other person is trying to do. Like you could, they could be like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to avoid eating out because See, I'm trying to save money. Then you okay, invite hold, them out hold, and, hold on, and they spend, hold on, hold spending money they hold, weren't hold trying on, hold to, on, hold to spend. I, remember I said, I accept the circumstances if you're not talking about my mother, because if I don't have the tip, I can say, mom, I don't have the tip. And I'm not ashamed to say that to my mother and my brother sitting around the table because we family. If it's not family, that's why I would say that's wrong. For that reason, you don't know what I have, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, you know what I'm saying? And even, I tell you this, when I don't have money, except for, you know, Felicia, and my friends are offering me to come, be like, nah, I'm good. Like, Still catch right? me next time. Huh? Right. You see yeah, what I'm saying? I want to make sure, I, I want to make sure just in case, exactly. you know, so I grew up with some Negroes to be like, we going out to eat and then they flying out after. Right. Right. Yeah. right. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. So if you, but you, my you, mom you, ain't going to invite you out and then have you pay the tip. I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to, I think that's wrong. I don't care who you are. Uh, if you my mother and I'm going out, I'm gonna have money, you know. Because if you say I, I might be like you and say, Mom, don't, don't worry about it. it. I got this. Exactly. Yeah, I, I got this. Thanks for offering. Uh, and she she'll fight me over that. Right. You know, right. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm gonna get that. And then she said, I tell you what, if you're gonna pay, just you just you just pay the tip. 
That's what she would say. She would have the money for the tip. And if I'm offering to pay, she wouldn't allow me to pay. No, I said I was going to treat you. I was like, Mom, let me get it. I'm making about No, 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 no. I wanted to treat my son. She's like, you know what? If you want to do something, you just give the weight a little something extra. You know, that's okay. what my mother would have said. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. And let us move on. Blackness. Keep it, keep on. Okay, so today for our Little Known Black History Fact, we want to continue this series that we've been doing of Black towns that have basically been drowned and created into, and, and be, they've been drowned and they've become lakes. So drowning Black towns was, a, was another form of ethnic cleansing used to take away black generational wealth and make the area wider. Drowned towns, as they were called, are towns and villages flooded by the creation of dams, destroyed by the advancing sea, or washed away in floods and never rebuilt. One such town is Susanna, Alabama. Susanna, Alabama. Susanna, Alabama was one of the earliest settlements in Tallapoosa County, Alabama. Tallapoosa County, Alabama. Mm. It was a small farming community with its own bank, its own gold mine, a school, a post office, two mercantile, a grist mill, a flour mill, a sawmill, a blacksmith shop, a church, and multiple businesses. There are many homes and businesses here, but many people are unaware. It's one of the towns that sits under Lake Martin. So now, Susanna, Alabama, that was a black town, is now buried under Lake Martin. Wow. Susanna, Alabama, our little known black history fact. Mm. Susanna. Mm-hmm. And let us move on. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. I think you can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. I think you can get with this. All right, this is that, and we're looking at the two historic, well, one historic movie and the other one probably to become. An historic movie, The Color Purple, first done and released back in 1986. 
And then the second one was released on Christmas Day, 2023. The book originally written by Alice Walker. And no, there also was a play done, a Broadway play done. Yes. With this or that. So, The Color Purple. Am I going to go to the original or the new version? I want to first start off saying I thought both of them were dynamic and they were good. I don't have a recency bias. Maybe I have... Um, recency? Yeah, you like just made up one. a new word. No, that's what not a new word. What recency mean? Recency? Recency. Yeah. They so use it, it all the recent. time. Oh, yeah. they do? Okay. Yeah, they, they're saying recently, but you just saw this. That's why you think it's the best performance ever. You're not going back in the time. So, oh, that could you can see bias. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I just learned something new today. You try to check me on the podcast. Could have waited for a post production to say that. <laughs> hey, you know, you live and you learn. You live and you so, learn. So, Color Purple, the original one that I saw in 1986, I remember at the time, me, my girlfriend, her mother, and my mother went to see the movie. Mm -hmm. I just thought that it hit home harder, even though I wasn't existing through that time. I think the history is shown with a heavier hand, so to speak. You know, I think this one was light, lightened um, by the singing. Um, and what I loved the singing. I thought it was great. Um, but there were certain things left out of this movie that was in the original movie that might have been harsher, but more allowable in 86 than 2023 like she'll her big line in the big uh movie when she was inebriated in the tub and she first saw Seely, she said you sure is ugly remember that line they took that out of this movie that was noticeably missing from yeah, this yes. yeah mm -hmm. so that was gone and then the treatment the 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 um Mister's character um, shows some different human sides to him. So you mean the abuse wasn't as bad? Well, the abuse was still there, but it didn't show his meanness. Like him coming into the store at the end to get the clothes or the pants and talking to Seely in a respectable way um, showed a different side of him, which it didn't show in 86 um because all you remember is her saying every whatever you do to me is <laughs> everything you do tell you do right by me okay everything yeah. you do to me we're gonna come back on you yeah and so that was still there but i think whoopi goldberg when she picked up that knife in that 86 movie and put it to her neck the and razor. she delivered it she delivered that like way tougher and harsher like you felt her anger mm -hmm. now i'm not saying fantasia's 
anger you didn't feel. I just think I felt whoopies more. Now, maybe because I was a young, what was I, 17-year-old kid, um, it could have seemed harsher, but not even looking at it today, I'm just like, that's harsher. And then the one part that really I thought they probably was going to do just as good or a better job is when Suge was walking from the juke joint to the church singing, God is going to tell me something. And they I wish told, they had that song. Yeah, that, that, that scene. They had the song because David Allen Greer was playing it at the piano when, um, what's her name? Um, Taraji. Taraji walked in and was singing it with him before the church was full and the choir was singing. And then the band from the juke joint, and it's like the secular met the Christian, mm-hmm. you know, to show that unified between her and the dad. I thought that was one of the most powerful scenes in cinema history. Um, wow. And yeah, I, I thought the way it was, if you juxtapose. You talking about in the original or in the, the original? Right, in the original. right, right. When they was right. marching, when Tata Vega saying "God is going to tell you something right yeah. now," we, we, I, I really missed that in this movie. Yeah, so they decided not to have that big scene, um, but then the big scene at the end of the movie in the color purple when they was around the tree in the newer version, I kind of like that juxtaposed to the end of the original color purple when they just was out in the field doing the, you know, Vegas, man. What, what say you about it? I really enjoyed the, um, the latest musical version of the color purple. And that may have to do with the fact that I actually enjoy musicals. I'm a musical person. Um, some people feel like it's just unrealistic for you to all of a sudden break out in song and dance in the middle, in the middle of a scene. But I love musicals. I love West Side Story. I love the sound of music. I love, but, and so I love the color purple as well. I have to say I'm a little bit torn because I'm also a very classic person. Like I, I like classic things. I like classic um well this eventually will become a classic well maybe it takes Um, time it takes time. yeah exactly over time time will tell and the the original color purple is still very beloved by many people and still like every week on right right and people still want to see it so time will tell whether that's the same for this latest version of it. I think it was very creatively done. I really felt the creativity of the, you know, they have a black director. Um, His name. I can't pronounce it. Right. I know. Right. Um, But you can see the creativity that this, this, this man has It's reflected all throughout the musical, it was the cinematography was beautiful to watch. Um, the dancing, I like the choreography. Um, I like the music. 
I think Fantasia was an excellent choice to play um, Celie. And of course, she's a phenomenal singer. And I think she she is really becoming a, a phenomenal act actor as well. Um, See, if I had to compare characters, like if we did which Sealy was better, I'm gonna go with Whoopi. Which, which um, Sophia was better, I'm gonna go with Oprah. Which um, Suge was better, I I will go with Taraji on that one. Um, which Mister was better, I'm I'm going back to Danny Danny Glover. Which Harper was better? I would say this Harper was better, you know? So it's like a four to two. And uh, like, if you say Squeak, you know, I think Squeak had more of a role in the original than, than her did. Like mm -hmm. it was Raydong Chong versus her. Mm -hmm. um, so. I thought Taraji was an interesting casting too. decision interesting casting decision because of course i love taraji p henson i think she is um a very accomplished skilled actor not so much accomplished and skilled singer i thought she so, sounded great in this movie oh she sounded fine she sounded fine but I'm saying in terms of them picking a vote, I feel like they, for, for when they cast Sealy, they selected two great singers. They, they selected a singer who could also act. Kind of like a, kind of like a Jennifer Hudson, a singer who can also act. Taraji P. Henson to me is an actor who can also sing a little bit. You see what I'm saying? So when you have a, to me, when you have a musical, when you're casting a musical, it's important to have really good singers. No, both, both. This is That's why Mary J. Blige didn't get some parts because of her acting ability. Um, I didn't know that she, what, what role was she up for? Uh, Nina Simone. Oh, I thought you were talking about for the color purple. No, I'm just talking about in general. Like, I think it's important. Sometimes it's just like um, in Love and Basketball, right? Sanaa Lathan did not know how to play basketball. She worked out with a coach for months, for months. She carried a basketball everywhere because they was going to pick a WNBA player because Gina Prince by the wood who played college basketball herself wanted to make sure that the basketball was real, but the acting from the basketball players were not good. And she needed that. And you know why? Because the acting was of paramount importance in that. And I'm saying in a musical, the singing and the dancing are of paramount importance. So I, I would err on the side of selecting good singers and dancers who can also act as opposed to good actors who can also sing and dance. And that's what I think the difference is between Sealy and Suge. 
Fantasia is going to sing her face off and she can also act. She's Taraji okay. P. Henson She's is going to okay act actor. her face off and can also sing. It's just different. I That's think all. it worked out perfectly. I, I don't. I, I think, didn't say it didn't work out. I'm no, just saying. I, I, I don't. I'm, let me. I'm going to push back. I don't think Fantasia is a great actor. Oh, Lord. Did I say? I didn't say she was a great. I said the exact opposite. I said she's a phenomenal singer who can also act, who can who can act well enough to do this musical. Taraji you, bringing this up, is an excellent actor who is who can sing good but, enough to do get the musical done and can dance when you, good enough. When but she's start, not a phenomenal. Okay, is Taraji P Henson a phenomenal singer? <clears throat> She no. doesn't sing it. She no, does not. That's, that's my can, only can I answer it? Can I? Can I answer I it the way I want to? You. I you ask, it for when you. I ask you a question, I let you answer. I will say this: she doesn't sing as well as Fantasia or some of the other. But I was shocked at her singing performance in this movie. Shocked in a good way. Yeah, because she can carry a tune. That was obvious. She can carry a tune. But it's a difference between being able to carry a tune and sing. But I, there's nobody saying that she was better than the other singers. But I thought that Including I me. didn't know Taraji could sing that well. That's oh, what really? I'm saying. You were surprised yeah. by that? I was surprised by that. And a lot of my friends was like surprised. That's why I thought that, you know, she probably got snubbed because she didn't get nominated for an Oscar an Oscar. And you know, um, you know, I would I would I don't know this to be true, but I wouldn't be surprised if Taraji B. P. Henson took voice lessons and prepared just like Sonal Lathan did on the basketball for Love and Basketball. She probably worked on it. And that's also a, a, a you know sign of a, a good actor because you're gonna do whatever it takes to to play this role. And you know what? For for the for the role that she played as Suge, she really didn't uh, I was about to say she really didn't have to be like a amazing singer, but then again, in in the movie or in the book, Suge is an actual singer, like an actual performer, her character. So maybe she should have been a phenomenal singer. I don't know. I just I love Taraji P. Henson. I'm glad she got this part. I think she played it really, really well. I'm just saying, I wonder if there were other actors who could who could really sing. Maybe that's the reason why they didn't really do that well. big role. But she sang with Fantasia. She sang. I, I don't know. They they could have been. So what? What's like your overall? Jennifer, like a Jennifer Hudson would have been a really good, a really good choice, and that would have. That wouldn't have been a good Jennifer Hudson can can act and she's a phenomenal. She don't she she wouldn't have fit the role of Suge though. Why? Huh? Because it was a color thing. And they didn't really get into that. Either. What you mean it was a color thing? It was a color thing in the book, like the light singer in the dark ceiling, in the ugly and the beauty. You know, they could have did away with that, but so you think Taraji P. Henson is a lot lighter. Yeah, Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia, as opposed to Jennifer Hudson being a lot lighter than. I don't. Think, I don't think that was think that Jennifer may have Hudson. been an issue in a book, but they did not make that an issue in this 
adaptation of it. Color I don't know. It nice. seems like you ex trying to excommunicate to Raji, and I thought she was one of the best on the screen. That's how you. Wait a minute. How did you conclude? I'm telling I'm you. How did you conclude no, that said, I'm trying what, to excommunicate wait, to wait, Raji wait, wait, when wait, the wait. first this thing is, I said, the first thing you I just said, said that she did I a want, good job. You just said. I said I, she was an interesting choice. Exactly. You know, and then you just said, I wonder if they could have found somebody else. But how is that excommunicating her? That's, listen, listen, I'm telling you, that's what it sounds like to me. And I'm telling you that that because most of my friends who have conversation, and I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying what it sounds like to me. You're telling me that's not what you're saying. Fine. What I'm saying when me and my friends had the discussion about Taraji P Henson, it was nothing. Huh? Huh? I'm not your friend. Yeah. Well, me and my other friends had the conversation (laughs) about Taraji P Henson. We all were blown away when you just came on. You was like she did a fine job. You know why she was you know you know why you were blown away? Why? It's it's the equivalent of people saying that I want to this is I'm only using this as an example because I can't think of nobody else. Um Eminem as an actor, as a, Eminem as a rapper. People could argue that Eminem gets touted as a phenomenal rapper in part because he's white. And you may think that Taraji P. Henson did a phenomenal job in this musical, in part because she's really not a singer. So you were surprised by her her ability to pull off the role and sing the way she did because you just thought she was an actor and not a singer too. No, I, I knew she could sing. I thought she was just an average singer to me i didn't know she could sing as well as she did okay. and you're right she probably did take vocal lessons and you, yeah. that's an, an an apt analogy that you gave yeah but that's exactly why i thought she was good right so <clears throat> so we got you know like i said i i love taraji p henson she did a great job in this musical I'm so just, which which movie are you question. selecting <sighs> ah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with the original, just because it's the it was the original, and I like classic things. And but I enjoyed this adaptation of it, and this musical was great. Everybody should see it, and I think that it will stand the test of time. And I want to see it again. I, I I can watch it over and over again because I just enjoy musicals. But I'm gonna go with the original. All right, so we both went with the original. And let us move on. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Okay, a couple evicted from a storage unit. This story turns out to be a all hell yeah, too. Uh, I want to say that. The the part that was all hell no is the eviction from the storage unit. I get this culpability and liability for the owner of the storage unit. Um, but I think the storage unit owner could have done something, you know, uh, to help the couple out. Um, th- uh, this gentleman had, and his girl have found fell on hard times 
So they were living in the storage unit. They said there was um, electricity in the storage unit. There was air bathrooms. in and bathrooms. And so they could, I guess they just had to go out and get their food. He uh, made a video of it and what was going on with him. And they had a GoFundMe page, which they got up to like $2,500 or $3,700. Their goal was like $10,000. Um, a hotel wound up letting them stay there for a couple of days so they could get their stuff together. Um, so it turned out to be an all hell yeah instead of an all hell no. What say you? Um. When we were talking earlier about putting things on social media, this is an example of that, because while I admire this couple's willingness to sacrifice for a long-term goal of home ownership, why would you put it on social media? Everything is not for, for public consumption. And I think that I would I would submit that that is why. But but if they if they had just continued to do it undercover and not putting this on social media, then maybe they would have would have been able to continue this plan that they had to. I think it was a part sacrifice. of sacrifice. I think because I mean, how much does it cost to stay in a storage unit? I mean, to maybe ninety nine dollars a month. I don't know. So, but but what I'm saying is I think it was a part of the plan because what happened? They wound up getting a free hotel. He got 11 million. No, but views. that was only for two days. Okay. He wound up getting a free hotel for two days. Two days. It's 11 million. He had plus 11 million views on YouTube. There's some money for that. They ain't talk about that part. And okay. then they had a GoFundMe page and got some money. So. I think that's why he documented it. Okay. All right. But I mean, you know, or you could have done this for a year, stack your chips. He could have had $10,000. But either way, I hope that they obtain the housing that they are in need of. And let us move on. Okay, we're giving it up to Miss Shania Shakura Muhammad. She's the youngest full time salary teacher in the U.S. at age 16. That is it's, amazing. It's amazing, but something I wouldn't do. She graduated from Oklahoma Community College and Langston University with honors at 14 years old. Yeah. She has three college degrees, including a bachelor's in early child development, and she's pursuing her MBA. Wow. To me, doing all of that, where's your childhood? Like, where's that? Why can't like, she have a childhood? If you taking college courses at 14, <laughs> you working. You working. She got it. Did she get her college degree before she got her high school degree? A diploma? I think they said that. I think she did one of those dual enrollment type programs. Yeah. I, I just think this is a lot. Like this but is she's a teaching great, third grade. She's teaching third grade. This is a great accomplishment. 
It is amazing. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I really do. And it's but a, I wouldn't trade my life for that. Because I don't think she's trading her life though necessarily because I mean you think she was out playing thing? double dutch hide and seek and I all know, that? but but there are students who work really hard, they don't they work really hard and they are in the right grade at the right time. In other words, they don't get skipped, they don't complete early, but they work really hard. What's the difference between a student that works really hard to do get all A's and do well in school and her. Either way, you're working hard. You're making sacrifices. So you might not be out playing with your friends every every night. But that's the same I think this is an accelerated pace with more work. That's what I'm saying. This is an accelerated not pace. Necessarily, though, not necessarily because if she, some people are just that smart where they can do the same thing you and I do with less effort. That's what makes them so smart and brilliant. You see what I'm well, saying? Well, she was doing this and had a childhood, then she's an exceptional being. It's possible. It's possible. She's 16 years old and she's working full time now as a teacher in third grade. Like, where's your, where's, where's your prom? Where's, oh, where's your guys, senior thing? Guys, huh? for those of you who aren't seeing her beautiful picture, she's she's a young black, a young black girl. She's 16 years old. She's black and she's beautiful. She has a beautiful smile and she looks really happy. Now, we don't know. I'm but... not saying she's not happy. I'm talking about me, like missing my prom, missing senior dance or what have you. Those okay, are things you, not able you... to play sports in, in high school. Why do you all think, of those things? Why do you think she missed those things? She graduated. You already. Can't... You can't. You think she went to the prom at fourteen? You, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you know I, what I I'm know. saying. She grew up faster than most people, so some of those things she probably didn't get to enjoy. And I'm not knocking her for what she wanted to do because that was that's what her, she wanted to do. That's right? what she wanted to do. That's her mindset. I'm just saying, me, I right. I, and I that's what life like life is all about choices, right? Yeah, it's yeah, and memories too. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, some people I guess those memories and events are not that important to them. There's like college. You 16 years old, you ain't even college age. You ain't you going to be working on your MBA. You know how much fun we had in college? Well, I don't know if she was on Langston's <laughs> campus though. But if yeah. she was, if she walking around at 14, they're like, oh, they go little Shania. <laughs> Either way, this is an amazing accomplishment and she should yeah. be congratulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do give it up to Shania. Go ahead, for, girl. What she did. Do your thing. Yeah, so. Now we're about to go give it up to the Baltimore Ravens who are about to win this AFC championship game that's about to start. Okay. All right. Once again, no plugs. We might be going with that the whole year. All right. So the words of wisdom today, I refuse to take no for an answer by Bessie Coleman, first African-American pilot in the United States. What's going on? We did the uh, financial apps, then Moselle, Cash App, PayPal. Pay attention to them because people are getting frauded. 
Tim Scott engaged, uh, trying to be uh, the running mate for Donald Trump. Police misuse of the body cam footage. They are controlling the footage that they are shooting and deciding when and when not to give it out and to whom will have access to it. And then the last what's going on was Trump on E. Jean Carroll, $83.3 million. A uh, little known black history fact was Susanna, Alabama. We, uh, this or that was Color Purple 1 versus the new version of the Color Purple. Uh, all hell no went to the couple evicted from the storage unit, and we just gave it up to Shania Shakura Muhammad, the youngest full-time teacher in U.S. in the U.S. at age 16 years old. She teaches the third grade. And with that being said, we... Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us. And as always, in parting, we wish you love, peace, and knowledge to feed your soul. Knowledge to feed your soul. We will be back next week. Peace.